Um, you know, this is not how we wanted it to go. You almost can't even make it up. It's that bad. Welcome to Chicago, where the fire serve cold, but the wolves and the hawks never shiver in the snow. The bulls keep it running, the socks run the south, the cubs run the north, but the bears run the house. Two Chicago sports fans got their ears to the street. Any team make a move, and they never skip a beat. And in this house, this is where we be. Welcome to the show with E-Rock and Big Z. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Chicago. Coming from the True Chicago Sports Fan Cave, this is the TCSF Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah. Episode 72 is brought to you by 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, ACSI, and Great Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to gritclothingco.com and get your official TCSF podcast t-shirts. Search for keyword True Chicago and use our promo code TrueFan15 for 15% off your entire order. That is TrueFan15. Get your official TCSF shirts now. Uh, it is the holidays, ladies, ladies and gentlemen. Go and get your gifts right now. <laughs> That's right. Hit us up. We got some shirts. As always, I am Big Z, and I'm here with my boy, E-Rock. What up, E? What's up, C? What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome in. Welcome to the show. Joining us today once again is the homie, Gigantor, who filled in for me. Thank you very much, sir. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. How you doing? I'm good. Look, hey, I'm back in the saddle. Oh, boy. We're back in action. Blazing saddles. Uh-oh. Holidays are coming, right? Yeah. So uh, I think we're we're ready, and we're, we're firing all cylinders. It's football season. We got all our sports ready to go. And I want to tell y'all out there, if you are a first-timer or a long-timer, please remember to hit that subscribe button, that notify button, and go ahead and give us a review on your listening app of choice. And, you know, if you ask me, I would say just give us five stars because, you know, that's cool. Um, and don't forget, you can support the show with a monthly subscription at Anchor dot fm slash true chicago sports fans go over there click on support and you can subscribe for as low as 99 cents a month skip the starbucks give us your money how about that yeah. it's the holidays make uh, help us make some extra money every little bit helps and let me tell you something if you like the show tell your friends and they'll tell your their friends and we can be friends so let's all do the thing and let's all do it right let's go hey <laughs> Boys, what's up? Gigantor, how you been, man? Man, I've been great, dude. This week's been solid. I knocked something off the bucket list this week, so I'm, oh, okay. oh, I'm oh, excited. Oh, oh, oh. Wait, wait, no, no. You can't bring that up and not tell us what it is. So, Friday, I finally got to see one of my favorite comedians, Burt Kreischer, live. Oh, yeah. The, the machine. machine. The yeah. Machine. It was a fantastic show. It was a good time. Unfortunately, I had to go all the way to Rockford. Rockford, Rockford ain't that bad. I've been to the Genesee. I've been to, I, I saw, I think, Chris oh, Rockford. We're actually at the, the Coronado. Okay. The Coronado Performing Arts. But yeah, it was good. I had a uh, center row auditorium. Rockford. The, okay. The, the, There's uh, nothing good in Rockford besides <laughs> magic waters. Let's be honest. <laughs> hey, man. I, or whatever it's called now. I was Raging waves. I Decent neighborhood, and all of a sudden, it there's like no the decent apo- neighborhoods then in Rockford. It, then all of a sudden, there was the apocalypse. It was like, what the hell? The mc- it was zombie insane. crackheads out there. But yeah, it was a great <laughs> show. He put on a phenomenal show. He went a little bit longer than I think he wanted to, but it was awesome. So I, I guarantee, you know, I say if you if you ever see him, get a chance to see him, check him out. He's great. Maybe next year when he comes back, we'll all go. Z. Yeah, yeah. So Z, how are you doing? How was your week? Uh, pretty good. A little uh, 
I'm in recovery mode right now. So I'm like, re- like you know, your computer rebooting it. It's in uh, safe mode right now. Yes, right. So you turn your liver off and turn it back on. <laughs> turn it off and turn it back on again. <laughs> I left it at home charging because. <laughs> no man, it's a bowling. Uh, we're doing all right, man. Again, uh, I I don't know what it is. I was look- literally looking at pictures um, from 2019, and my bowling scores were 180, 190. And I'm bowling with a house ball, or I just started with my own ball. And this is pre-surgery, pre-pre-injury. So no, now I'm bowling like 120, 100. I'm like. So you're saying that after your surgery, you're playing with your balls a little bit differently? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. All right. So bowling, drinking, and teaching. You know, we got the break coming up soon, uh, which is you know, you know, two days, Monday, Tuesday, I think. That's all we get. Out. We got to work. Okay. Yeah, sure. I mean, you you have kids too. You, don't you have the same break? Yeah, they got the same break. And um, well, I mean, my my youngest is not ready for school yet. But uh, <laughs> you're like, I wish she was. Yeah, she she gets <laughs> she gets a permanent break. She gets to hang out at, at home with mom. But yeah, I mean, uh, my oldest will be home uh, soon. So I mean, I'm gonna take that whether 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 the job says that Friday is a work day or not. I'm taking a day off because I'm not go- I'm not going to. I'm we can't do to- that. You 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 uh you can't. If you take it, you don't get paid. No, I, I have actual like days bank that I'm going to use. No, we have bank days too. But I'm no, just saying, I mean from oh, I know what you're talking from, about. From going to Milwaukee, I got a bunch of days credited oh. it's because I work during the weekend. So he's like, I'm gonna give you a couple of days. I'm like, I know what I'm gonna use that day. You're like, I already <laughs> filled out the calendar. Right, right, man. Like, e, what you been up to? Look, I, again, another busy week. I actually been rocking my gear from Chuco Golf all week. Thank you so much for sending it over uh we went over also to support my friends over at the lbc 12u fundraiser uh the cheer uh team that my daughter used to be on you know she was asking me why are you going to the fundraiser i'm not even doing cheer anymore and i said you know why because while you were doing that dancing and the flipping in the air i'm hanging out with the parents and we had a good time so i'm gonna go over there i'm gonna support them and just like any other coach you know what i mean like those kids i mean i, I didn't coach them and cheer but i mean they, they become your kids the, the kids that you look after they definitely, all play softball with us um you know but how many hot toddies did you have Hot toddies, I, dude. We we went through about four buckets of Coors. Oh boy! Yeah, me me, me and the homie Steve, uh, you yeah, know, tapping who, the Rockies, who coaches with me, uh, and uh, and I actually work with Steve too. So I mean, you know, it, it, it's it, a lot of Steve time. It, it's a lot of Steve time, and it's been actually it's been it's been a long time since we got to like hang out because we just you know the activities. So like hang out outside from coaching and work and stuff like that. So it was it was cool, um, but yeah, I mean, like I said earlier, the holidays are fast approaching, and them government checks just ain't cutting it. So let me tell you about a great. Uh, uh, opportunity with our friends over at ACSI. With over 50 expert technicians in the Chicagoland area, ACSI offers a one-stop shop for telecom wiring. Whether residential cable installation, fiber to the home, or commercial structured cable wiring. ACSI is a proud partner of both Comcast and RCN. Guys, let me tell you the most impressive thing about ACSI. During these hard times, the ACSI crew did their thing during the COVID-19 pandemic, and ACSI was awarded HACIA's 2020 Contractor of the Year Award. The best part is that ACSI is growing bigger and better than ever. ACSI is now hiring for field sales technicians and project managers. Check out ACSI.tech. That's ACSI.tech and click on careers to apply today. ACSI is an equal opportunity employer. Go get you a job. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, we got a lot to talk about today. We got to talk about uh, Justin Fields going out in the first half. Uh, yeah, he, he went out with like Carson's for ribs. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about the Bulls West Coast trip. 
the circus trip yeah the, 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 circus the trip. quote unquote circus trip a yeah. uh, little bit of uh, action over there in the women's soccer they uh almost got it done and yeah. we also have former white Sox gold glover yomer sanchez on the show today ladies and gentlemen great interview uh young kid hoping he can come back to the white Sox. we're really excited about him but first this is the big three with big z Thanks, E-Rock. I'm Big Z, and you're not. Now for today's stories. Story number one, and we're going to go over to the world of boxing. We had a pretty good card this past weekend. Terrence Crawford retained his WBO title after dropping uh, Porter twice in the 10th round and forcing his corner to stop the fight. Terrence Crawford waited years to finally get uh, get the level of fight he deserved as welterweight world champion, and it was one of the one one of the top pound for pound fighters in the sport. On Saturday night, Crawford made good on the opportunity, surviving a ferocious effort from former two-time welterweight Sean Porter, and he, he retained his WBO welterweight title after scoring a TKO in the tenth round. Now, that's all good and dandy. But there was a lot of BS going on in that card. Yeah, there was. Top to bottom, there was early stoppages. There was uh, doctor stoppages. There was all types of, of hot mess. Everyone was off their game. This was crazy because you had uh, Porter winning the entire the entire boxing match. And I was like scoring it. I'm like, okay, he's up 5-2. He's up 6-2. And I had uh, uh, I had Crawford losing this, this match because he was getting out-muscled. Mm. So in the ninth, between the ninth and the tenth round, Crawford's corner says, "Hey, bro, you're losing this fight. You got to get into it." He's, and he's and literally, you see his, you see the mouth, the word, "How the fuck am I losing this fight? What do you mean I'm losing this fight?" <laughs> his corner's like, "Yeah, you're losing this fight. You're losing on, our, you're losing on the cards." So he gets up and knocks this dude out twice, and then his corner throws in the towel. Now, the kid still, I think, I think the kid still had a little bit to to, to give. I don't think he. It was an early stoppage by the by the corner. All right, so Sean Porter must have thought he got beat enough where he decided to retire after the fight. I don't know if he knew that, but apparently he came out and he he decided to retire regardless of the outcome. He says, "I was prepared to announce my retirement tonight, win, lose, or draw. Even if it was a draw, I was not going to do it again. I'm going to announce my retirement right now." That is nuts. It, well, so, I mean, and that's the thing is that we've seen that before. We've seen that before with uh, with with MMA fighters do the same thing where you know they kind of have that thought in their head that they're going to retire, mm -hmm. you know, no matter what happens, no matter the outcome, and hopefully they come away with the belt so they can sit there and, and go out on top like we all want to do. But you know, it, it's it's always kind of wild. I didn't get a chance to watch the fight. Uh, G, did you watch that fight? I saw the highlights on it because I was working, unfortunately. But man, I mean, he did take some pretty hard body shots, and that's basically what was his demise is those body shots the fact that he wasn't on board with what his father which is one of his corner guys was like you know he called it and he's like why'd you call it what did you see that i was doing wrong that you called it and he told him you know i trust what he did and you know um i'll accept the i'll accept his decision but he wasn't happy with it you can tell no was, his dad said he wasn't prepared for this for the since the entire beginning of the camp yeah, he said he didn't train then, properly. Right, he didn't train properly. Well, whose fault is that? You're the trainer. Exactly. Because, hey, he knew he was going to retire, so he's like, you know what? I'm going to go 
go out on my own volition. I'm going to go out. Hey, if I win, lose, or draw, I'm going out anyway. So I guess, I mean, you think about that. If, if he knew about it, then yeah, it makes like, sense. Now. You know what I mean? If you now if it it's makes your sense. last chance, are you really going to try that hard? I but mean, he, you know he's I mean? a great, I mean, he's a decent fighter. Like, he's, he's yeah. a really, he's aggressive. He, his record is what, 34 1, oh, 34 4 and 1. I say you just, I mean, if it's going to be your last fight, balls to the wall, just go out there and fight your best and do and what that, you can. That's and, probably why he got mad that he yeah. stopped the fight. Let, let me go out on my own on my own sword. Yeah, if he knocks him out, great. If he doesn't knock him out, you know, it's like, wait, well, what happened here? And I think that's where he was. That's where he was upset about. So t- while we're talking about boxing, real quick, I got some uh, oh boy. some news that came out this week that I'm super excited about. EA no, has announced no. they are going to revive the Fight Night series. I uh, love that. Yep, they're saying they they greenlit a Fight Night revival, but right now it's on paused. Uh, it's on pause because they're probably trying to figure out some of the licensing and stuff like that. But I'm excited because I, I used to beat the brakes off of people in Fight Night Three. The, the, the yeah. one that came out after that, that was awesome. I wasn't that good at that one. But that <laughs> Fight Night Three, we well, have to you have to do the the cuts. You have yeah. to do your cut yes. man. Yes. My, yes. I, let me tell you, I remember. Before I really like understood how that went, I used to kill my thumb. Oh trying. yeah, it'd be I mean, all like, wrong. I had blisters yeah. and shit. I was like, and then I figured it out later how to do it right. But yeah, I'm, I, I remember this is the very the only game I ever got like all of the the gamer score points on Xbox. It was oh, the boy. only game ever because I never finished games. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm geeked to play this again. He's like EA Sports. It's, it's a game. game. That's right. <laughs> Story number two: Missing tennis star Peng Shuai. I think I said that right. Reappeared in public Sunday at a youth tournament in Beijing, according to photos released by the organizer as the ruling uh, Communist Party tried to quell the fears abroad while suppressing information in China about Peng after she accused a senior leader of sexual assault. So pretty much this this tennis star made a, a accusation and uh, she disappeared for a while. Yeah. And that raised a lot of fucking flags well the other thing too is that the government wasn't acknowledging the fact that she had disappeared of course not of course not because they did it people's republic of china Mm, i don't know man that's crazy right the post by the china open on the weibo social media service made no intention of made no mention of peng's disappearance or her accusation so pretty much uh, the information was being suppressed. The three-time Olympian and former Wimbledon champion has shown standing beside a court waving and si- uh, signing oversized commemorative tennis balls for children. The ruling party appears to, to be trying to defuse the alarm about Peng without acknowledging her disappearance after she, uh, after she on November 2nd accused Zhang Guali, uh, a member of the party ruling standing committee until 2018, of forcing her to have sex. Peng's disappearance and official silence in response to appeals for information that prompted calls for a boycott of the Winter Olympics in Beijing, which starts in what February. Yep. All right, a prestigious event. This is going to be a prestigious event for the Communist Party to show out. Uh, the Women Professional Tour threatened to pull events out of China unless the safety of the former number one doubles players was assured. Discussion of Peng's accusation has been deleted from websites in China. The government spokesman on Friday denied knowing about. The outcry, of course. The ruling's party internet filters also block most of people, most people in China from seeing other social medias abroad and most of global news outlets. Yeah, so I mean, we kind of know what this is already. You know, China will sit there and basically censor everything that doesn't come out of China. Um, and very Nazi. Very yes, absolutely. very Nazi. Very very Nazi. Yes, this this is this is propaganda, and this is yep. you know you know 
Wow. So you know, I, that and and that's you know, funny it's enough, scary. it is. It, it it's terrifying. But I mean, when we think about like how, the the way that the whole Me Too movement came about, this is. I mean, granted, it's not as suppressed in the United States, and we're you know, and, and this is also the Me Too movement was about actors and directors and, mm-hmm. and entertainment industry people. But I mean, it, it just takes me back to thinking about that like people are afraid of saying anything and this is the exact reason why right not because you're gonna get kidnapped but because your career can get destroyed and all of a sudden you get buried under all this that she's difficult to work with difficult meaning that she wouldn't have sex with you so i mean like we've seen this type of thing before as far as the context and it's it's fucking terrifying to know that you know this can actually happen to a human being yeah it's you can ruin someone's life just because you have a little bit more power more money that's that's insane don't forget in the olympics the gymnasts they had that thing oh yeah the Russian uh, mm-hmm. coach was like molesting the, the girls, and you know they they shut that down real quick. Very nazer. Yeah. Yep. Jesus, Jesus. All right. Story number three: Cash scattered across the Southern California freeway sent drivers into a frenzy. Traffic came to a stop on California's Interstate Five Friday morning after an armored car happened to spill cash across the freeway just north of San Diego, which I believe is a uh, whale's vagina. It's pronounced San Diego. San Diego. San Diego. Yeah. Several drivers and passengers jumped out of their vehicles to grab what they could, but please want it back. <laughs> good uh, luck, good fuck luck. you. <laughs> the armored car was traveling north along the I-5 uh, Carlsbad at about 9.15 in the morning when one of the doors unexpectedly swung open and a bag of cash flew out. Cars parked on the shoulder and in the middle of the road and motorists and passengers raced to collect as many bills as possible, mostly ones and twenties littered the ground uh yeah what, what would you guys do on this um what? what what do you mean what would i do in the words of the simpsons it would be like uh yoink and then i'm gone <laughs> grab as much as i can see uh, yes uh, 10 years ago <laughs> 10 years what was that <laughs> 10 years ago i would be like yeah i'm all for it. i'm gonna stop on a highway and i'm gonna take as much cash as i can um i don't care if it's numbered that you know where the numbers are because i'm just gonna spend it at the bodega they don't care <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna be yeah. buying a lot of girl scout cookies <laughs> yeah um cookies in quotation um hey. oh exactly oh, see wow wow where'd you guys go with that yeah I, well I'm, I'm trying to get that money that's all i'm trying to do i mean you know what i mean like I, I, I'm waiting um, There's too much technology You're gonna get caught It's federal money man That's the whole thing right now Okay I mean I got a printer <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean But yeah I mean look What are you supposed to do I mean You're gonna tell me That your first instinct When you see a bunch of money Laying around You're gonna grab that money Yeah of course you are You know what I mean They'll return it Like no you, Like you say You're gonna Hey Hey, this ain't New York. In Chicago, we call it the Kona Stowe. So I don't know about this bodega <laughs> shit you talking about, but this is the Kona Stowe. The Kona Stowe. They, they will take it. I promise you. I, I promise oh, you. Bodega. Yeah. That- <laughs> All right, y'all. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Hey, true Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. TRUEFAN15. 
for 15 15 15 15 15 off your entire order. Let me say it again. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. Welcome back to the TCSF Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah. This is The Loop, our Chicago Sports Roundup, where we keep you in the loop. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. All right, E. What's up with the Golden Domers, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish? Yo, uh, Notre Dame beat the shit out of Georgia Tech. Let me tell you, after Notre Dame scored its most first half points since 2017, there was no looking back. Notre Dame Fighting Irish beat the shit out of Georgia Tech, shutting out the Yellow Jackets 55 to nothing. Double not nickel. nothing. Not zero. Not nothing. Not nothing. Uh, head coach Brian Kelly came out and spoke after the game. Well, that was a great day. Obviously, you don't get many of these opportunities as a head coach where um, you have a senior day and you have a resounding victory and it's not snowing in November in South Bend. Yeah, uh, starter Jack Cohn finished the game 15 of 20 for 285 yards passing, two touchdowns, and running backs Kyron Williams and Logan Diggs logged in a combined 63 rushing yards and four, count them, four touchdowns uh the defense was also a force to be reckoned with scoring two touchdowns with its second coming from notre dame senior captain myron tagaviola amosa oh wow the irish are now one spot outside the playoff sitting at number five they keep climbing they keep climbing man i I, i've been telling you i've been telling you the way that you the the fact that they lost so early in the year and the fact that they lost to such a good team in Cincinnati mm. only boost them up because Cincinnati's still going out there every week and just beating the brakes out off of everyone just keep moving up and moving up and moving up i will say mm. the disappointing thing about this game to me is the fact that Georgia Tech's uh starting quarterback name is Jordan Yates oh this son of a bitch how you go- look <laughs> hey look Bro, go home. You're done. Go home. That's it. Change no his more. Name. No Change more. His name. Uh, Tyler Buckner came in late in the game. He uh, uh, threw for uh, six attempts. He only completed three of them for 17 yards. But look, um, this is one of them games, statement games. I mean, like I said before, we know that Notre Dame is good enough to beat the crap out of some of these bad teams. Right. There should be no roadblock. There should be no mistakes go- at this point in the season. Go out there, finish out the season strong, and see if you can sneak your way into that playoff. I mean, they'd be playing what Alabama or who, who's the, who's the top four? Um, I think you got Cincinnati. Let me look real quick. All right, so right now we're looking at number one Georgia at eleven and zero with an eleven game win streak, obviously because they haven't lost. Ohio State is sitting at number two. Uh, they just beat the crap. I mean, I, I mean, embarrassingly beat the crap out of Michigan State. Uh, number three is Alabama, and number four is Cincinnati, and they're only number four because of that strength of schedule. Right behind them is number five. Notre Dame. Again, 
I'm looking at both Ohio State and Alabama, a 10 and one team. So I told you early on. You did. I told you about these one loss teams making it up there because for the longest time, Cincinnati was sitting at number two. But when you look at Ohio State that beat a, a pretty highly ranked Michigan State team. Right. Yeah. Now, the big test for Ohio State is that they play Michigan this upcoming week, and Michigan is also another top 10 team. This, uh, If you don't like college football, these are the games that you watch. You know what I mean? This is like, if you're like, hey, I'm a casual NFL fan, you watch the Bears and Packers. Mm-hmm. You watch, you know what I mean? Like these, these rivalry games, and this is one of them games. You watch Duke and North Carolina, even if you don't like college basketball. Right. Those True. are the games that you watch because those are the games that you remember 10 years, 20 years, 30 years down the road. Right. So, like I said, Notre Dame is on a six-game winning streak. They are six and six and one at home. That only loss coming to Cincinnati, and they could possibly sneak into the playoff. I mean, the fact that they lost early, like you're talking about, and overcame that uh, that loss, like yep. pretty much, you know, they went on the roll. That's huge because now, if one of these teams loses, if Georgia loses, Ohio State or Alabama or Cincinnati loses, now. They drop out of the top four. Yeah. So, I mean, Notre Dame, and Notre Dame only has one game left next week against Stanford. So, I mean, like I said, this is one of them. This is one of them seasons. And and people, a lot of Notre Dame fans don't even like Brian Kelly. No, really? Don't. It's crazy. It is crazy. I mean, he's huh. he's got a better record than Lou Holtz. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because And he surpassed that this year. He's been there for a long, long, long time. So, and this is supposed to be the rebuilding year. As that's what he ain't said. Ain't no rebuilding years. Ain't no such thing as rebuilding in college football. You either no, well, got you, the recruits or you don't. That's what I'm that's saying. What he, he said this is supposed to be like one of the years where you don't have that, all that talent. Hey, and they're winning. And they're winning. That's and good. Co- that's they're, good coaching. They're winning by a lot. I mean, that's, that's embarrassing. Yeah, you know, what making mean? the best of a good situation. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. All right, G. What's going on with Chicago's Big Ten team? The Northwestern Wildcats. Those guys. Oh, God. Wildcats are doing wildcat things. (laughs) (laughs) Northwestern falls to Purdue 32-14 in the first college football game at Wrigley Field since 2010. Damn. Yes. That's 11 years. (laughs) (laughs) Game math. (laughs) (laughs) I did it. Northwestern and Purdue fans stood and sang Take Me Out to the Ball Game at the end of the third quarter Saturday at Wrigley Field for the first time since 2010, a college football team that has returned to the historic ballpark, home of the Chicago Cubs. Mm -hmm. So, footballs were landing in the bleachers after field goals. There were running catches in right field, plenty of scoring updates on the vintage center field scoreboard. Boilermakers topped the Wildcats 32-14 in front of 31,500 at the friendly confines. Okay. Now, apparently they started off well. But they couldn't get it done in the second half. They, um, most of the players were excited to be playing in a historic ballpark. It was the first time they've done this in forever. They've been showing pictures of the field for like the last week or so. Okay. I mean, it looked fantastic. It looked beautiful. So one of the quotes was, the environment was amazing. This is from Northwestern running back Evan Hall. He said, the history of Wrigley Field, just to be a part of this, just a great experience overall. Win or loss, this was a great experience for everybody. Now, the Northwestern Wildcats... Fell 32-14 to the Purdue Boilermakers on Saturday, extending their losing streak to a season-high five games, guys. Yep. yep. Five games in a row. That's single for people that understand Spanish. <laughs> Go Cats. Go Cats. Five Go games Cats. in a row. That's, I mean, they're, they're looking like the Blackhawks out there. Ooh. What, what, you know, it's it's rough, but... I mean, but, what can we do? I think they, when, when someone said go cats or like go where, and they just go yeah. home because they didn't show up. <laughs> they, they went to go play up. with a ball of yarn and they're like, meow. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they're doing right now. Uh. So, Z, what's up with the fighting Illini? <laughs> Not much better on this front either, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. 
the Illinois not fighting Illini. Uh, <laughs> shit, man. The Illini offense sputters in the second half of a 33 to 23 loss at 17, number 17, Iowa. I told you that last week. I told you guys, yeah. number 17, Iowa's going to fucking whoop on them. <laughs> Illinois completed, uh, competed with number 17, Iowa, for 55 minutes with a head coach. Oh shit! Wait. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yes. Bielema was right. not there. He wasn't there. <laughs> he finished. Yeah, he was positive. So, but the Illini often scored just three points during the first twenty-nine minutes oh. of the second half, oh, and Brandon Peters threw a pick sick interception for the pun- penultimate minute. Oh. Yeah, look at that. Look at that. Boys, you're reading big uh, words, baby. Big words. Yeah. Of a 33-23 loss. Now, now, no, no, no. What does it mean? What, it, what does penultimate mean? The one right before the last one. There you go. I've been reading a dictionary. <laughs> Word of the day calendar, people. E, what's going on at the Madhouse on Madison with the Chicago Blackhawks? Oh, my goodness. Hey. The Blackhawks had won four straight, but ran into a, bu- a buzzsaw in the Edmonton Oilers. Yes. The Oilers struck gold. No. The Oilers struck first midway through the opening period. Mm-hmm. The rebound of Evan Bouchard's point came uh, out to McDavid, who netted his 12th goal of the season before Chicago goaltender Kevin Lankinen could get across. The goal extended McDavid's point streak to 17 games. Ouch. Ouch. Edmonton's dangerous power play crashed uh, in on a 5-on-3 just more than a minute later as Barry unleashed a shot from the high slot. The Oilers made it 3-0 with a shorthanded goal with under five minutes to play as Seth Jones' errant drop passed was uh, picked off by Yamamoto, who yeah. beat Lankin <laughs> <in> <laughs> high to the glove side. You know what I just found out that I didn't know? Seth, so it's Seth Jones and his brother, the two Jones yeah. boys. Yeah. Their dad is Popeye Jones that played in the NBA. No. Yep. Yes. Yep. Because yes. because he wow. was on the bench coaching for the Nuggets, and they're like, "Oh, look, it's Popeye Jones and his two boys play for the Hawks." And I said, "I had no idea. I thought they were just like these." I know. thought it was a joke when someone told me that. No, no, for real. Because I mean, like, that's the thing is that you don't see a lot of black folks playing hockey. You know what I mean? They're they're sprinkled in there, but it's mm. not a lot. So I mean, like, I thought it was just like some Canadian, you know, Canadian kids that grew up. <laughs> I don't know. Some Canadian dark kids. Yeah. I mean, come shit. on. Um, yeah, so I mean, Edmonton, you know, took them down. Blah, yeah, blah, blah. five to two. Uh, good shit. All right, the Chicago Blackhawks. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do that hockey. That's the Chicago hockey. Blackhawks have hired uh, Rob Cookson as an assistant coach and promoted Mark Crawford to associate coach. Uh, the Blackhawks announced the moves before Wednesday night's games at Seattle. The 60-year-old Cookson has also worked on NHL staffs with Ottawa, Calgary, and Philadelphia. Rob's extensive NHL experience will complement our staff immediately, interim general manager Kyle Davidson said in a release. It's his fresh perspective, however, that will really benefit the team as we work on this transition. We look forward to Rob meeting us on this road trip, and I know he's eager to get going with the group. The Blackhawks have been working with a smaller staff since coach Jeremy Colleton and assistants Thomas Mitel and Sheldon Brookbank were fired on November 6th. Derek King was promoted from the minors, replacing Colleton on an interim basis. And like I said, uh, Walter White is doing a great job with yeah. the Blackhawks. Uh, <laughs> uh, last five games, four and one. I mean, you, you can't you can't beat that after a change. He's the one who knocks, man. Hey, what did I say? Heart, hustle, muscle. muscle. Thank you, Stacey King. Um, but that's what's going on right now. You know what I mean? That's so, right. hey, Z, Bulls games coming on. What, what, what you want? What you want? Round ball sounder. Oh, that's, oh, shit. Thank you. Dude, we never had it before, so I'm very excited. <laughs> oh, isn't it? Right? Well, because we never had that sounder, so that's what I'm saying. Anyway. And I'm leaving this all in there. Oh, you can do whatever you want, bro. You know why? 
You ready to do this? Yes, I am. All right, two, three, four. That's right, Z. What's up with these new look Chicago Bulls in that West Coast trip, bro? Hey, man, I haven't been excited about the Bulls since the Derrick Rose era, man. I'm just going to be honest with you. Uh, for so, sure. Yeah. And I, and I used to work there. So that's, I mean, I, I was like, um, yeah, I can work here and you're going to pay me and I get to watch the Bulls play. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> I live eight blocks away. I'll be here. Um, yeah, the Bulls are actually playing New York right now as we're recording. And this is the revenge game for uh, that last time we lost by like a couple of points. Or wait, one that was or two. our first loss. By one. By one, right? That was our first uh, loss. Yeah. Couldn't make that last shot. All right, so the Bulls, are wrapped, they just wrapped up the Western Conference road trip, uh, a.k.a. the circus trip that's defunct now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Second-year head coach Billy Donovan and the Chicago Bulls continue to prove that this team is ready to be a top contender for the postseason. In, uh, in, yeah, in the postseason the conference, duh. <laughs> <laughs> duh. Who wrote this? <laughs> <laughs> you forgot to keep going. Yeah, I forgot to keep going. I didn't see the period. Uh, oh. Whoa, whoa. Trouble. <laughs> Red for stop. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Wow. That's a lesson for you boys. Wow. Red for stop. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. I don't have a sounder for that. Uh, hey, see red, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Donovan and the Bulls topped the Denver Nuggets team on the, on the road <laughs> the ball arena. There you go, Mike Logic. You got to show an arena now. Oh, my God. Uh, November 19th. Uh, that was without uh, the reigning MVP and superstar big man Nikolai Jokic. 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 The Joker. Uh, but not everything was perfect from the Bulls during the five-game road trip. The Bulls came away with a record of three and two uh, on the road trip. This including losses to the Portland Trails Blazers, which I thought was just a big letdown because they had yeah. the twenty-point lead, um, and the Golden State Warriors, which was expected to lose because uh, that boy hot. That boy hot. Curry's on fire. Yeah, the loss of the Blazers especially proves how important it will be for the Bulls to have some consistent depth and turn off. Um, so it's a attempt to turn off the uh, off the bench. To turn to, oh, there we go. Yeah. Not reading well again. Uh, back to normal, and everything's back. To- oh my goodness! Didn't see that coming. Hundredly deep. You know what's funny is that he didn't see that coming. I saw you stumbling and bumbling and rumbling through this whole segment, <laughs> so I saw that coming a mile away. Hey man, <laughs> words are hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I look like Vucevic in a paint right now. <laughs> The Bulls are great with the Balzac. Oh, that's the worst. That is the fucking worst. Why? D, why do you, D Balzac? That's terrible. <laughs> You're just mad you didn't come up with no, it. No, it's terrible. How's it terrible? It's fucking terrible. That's the Balzac. The Balzac. Right. That's what I said. It's hilarious. Didn't I say? I said. Didn't I have? It was Zub- no. I was talking about uh, uh, the dude from uh, Portland, the Zubas. So oh. I was like, yeah, man, I had a pair of those pants back in the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, when the big three are, are firing on all cylinders and. Caruso was flying around, stealing the ball. Um, that's when they're playing their best, and that's when they get that 20, those twenty-point leads. But let's not get it overzealous here. Uh, we're short a big man. Fuji man uh, needs to get back in, sh- in basketball shape. Once he arrived, he just got cleared uh, today, according to the coach. Uh, he's going to take like two weeks to get to get back into basketball shape. There's At no least. way, you know. Yeah. Uh, so maybe let's start looking outside for some help. Maybe AK and Mark uh, can uh, go give Marcus Hall uh, a little phone call. Marcus Hall. Hey. Yeah. He's Why back, not? He's he, 36. He's back in Spain, bro. He's, he's relaxed. He's, he's playing, his, he's he playing for the national up. team. He's got his feet up. He's chilling, bro. 
He's he's back in España. 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 Why not? What, what are you opposed to this? I'm not opposed to it, but I'm just saying like he's got, he doesn't have to play a lot of minutes. Give him no, 10, 12 minutes. So you you want to bring the other Gasol brother over here? Yeah, and there'll be two Gasols. Gasol brother. I don't know, man. I just think we need somebody who's gonna get rebounds. That's I think that he, he can do that. Yeah, he can you, do that. You, you know what's funny is though we, we talk about the ball sack over here. I mean, <laughs> you talking about Vucci main? He was like the number two last year when they traded for him with Orlando, and and like you look at night and day difference between last year's team and this year's team, mm-hmm. and it all started with AK. Mark Eversley, mm-hmm. Billy, bringing in Do, uh, ben, Billy Donovan. You know right. what I mean? I'm surprised that there has been no type of trying to bring Joe Kim Noah into the fold as long as, like, you know, as far as, like, being a part of the organization, being some type of ambassador or, like, coaching or something like that. I'm a little surprised by that, but I think he's having, he's living the good life right now. Yeah, that's still one of them, team. He's probably just chilling, getting some edibles in, and, you know. Oh that, no! That, that, well, I actually, I heard a little bit of him on the uh, the Barstool Sports, uh, like Pardon My Take podcast. Okay, and he was talking about you know his relationship with LeBron and playing against him and things like that. And you could just because they stream it, uh, the video of it, and you could see the frustration. And he, you saw him for for a moment, just still pause. And they just let that sit in the air for a second, and just like, man, I still fucking hate that we lost that because he's thinking about when oh, yeah. Derek got hurt. Because they, I mean, with with the way that they were going up against LeBron that year, that one particular year, yeah. they they could have took it. So I mean, he, and that's the thing is that it's still, I mean, years and years and of years course. later, it still just sits there, and he thinks about that moment constantly. So so that, do we. That killed their momentum. They were doing good, and yeah. then it's like, oh, but that, but that's what I'm saying is like, yeah. you know, like I, I I like the direction that this team is going. Um, I, I think they're they've gelled very quickly like we were talking about with mike last week they you know they they somehow gelled quickly like they've been playing together for years but that's because they all have a similar skill level so they can actually get up there and trust each other to do the job zach does take a lot of the shots on his own and you know i want him to drive to the basket more right yeah um the thing is is that he's been described as a three-point shooter who can drive he needs to become a guy that drives to the basket more he needs to be more assertive and and just to your point he needs to be but more assertive especially in the beginning of the game he's looking to facilitate get everyone else starting it's like dude work the offense and be aggressive and be somebody that they want to stop then you can facilitate and everyone else will be open but 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 you got lonzo out there so check this out. My my view on that is if he does remember back in the days when he used to be like the dunk champ. He used mm-hmm. to jump in there and do like the dunk contest and stuff. Let him yeah. be a driver. Let DeRozan and Ball take the shots. I mean, he can get in there, get some rebounds if he needs to. I mean, when Zach gets hot, he's hot. Yes. Yeah. And the thing is, he'll do that like four or five minutes in, the, in in some part of the game where he gets hot, and then there's a heat check where he's shooting from fifty feet. But this is this is, and you're not wrong about the heat check because I've seen him do that a few yeah. times. Yeah, he does. But the thing is too is you got to remember early in his career when he was going for the dunk contest and he won the dunk contest. Now the Bulls have two dunk contest winners on their team. Yes, right now. you know that's because he got Derrick Jones. Um, but the thing is, is that if you look at guys like Dwayne Wade and Derrick Rose, as time went on, yes, they drove to the basket a lot long, a lot more, especially uh, Dwayne Wade, because you used to see him on the ground on his ass all the time. Mm-hmm. So you get Zach Levine towards the ACL, and now he's learning how to develop his game differently so he doesn't always have to drive. But he does need to do that a little bit more. That's that's what I think. I think part of it might be that uh, that his thumb is injured on the, on the off-shooting yes, hand. Yes. So you don't want to get hit in the hand and then it become a bigger issue. So, I mean, the Bulls look good. I just don't I, – I don't trust Tony Bradley. 
as a big man. He fumbles the oh, ball no, all the no, time. No, 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 no. Um, he, th- I mean, he, no, yeah, he's not a starter by any means. I mean, he's always going to be a bench guy. He's just, he's just a big guy. The big guys stay in the NBA for a long time. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that the only game that was really out of hand at all was that Golden State game right. where Steph Curry took that shot and looked at the crowd and like did the finger guns or whatever. It was looking away before the, the ball even went through. I hate, like I love Steph Curry. I hate that it happened against the Bulls. <laughs> yes. And, and that's the thing is that you get guys like that, especially with the whole thing when they won the 73 games or however many games. That was a big thing. So oh, he's, yeah. he's got his own like little personal rivalry with the, the organization of the Chicago Bulls. Um, but I mean, that was like I said, the only game that was really out of hand at all. And I mean, like they should have beat the Blazers. I mean, that was that was yep, inexcusable. Definitely. They were up by way too much to lose. They let that go game. Of the rope. They let go of the rope. Yes. But look, you went through there and you beat, uh, you beat the Lakers. Mm-hmm. You beat the Clippers. Mm-hmm. You beat the Nuggets, who didn't have uh, Joker or Jamal or Jamal Murray mm-hmm. because Jamal Murray's still out. And they don't have Michael Porter Jr. out there because right. he's got a back injury that he's had since you know he's three years old. Right. <laughs> And they and they almost beat the Blazers. They should have beat the Blazers. So I mean, really, who did you lose to in that road trip? Was the was themselves? The, uh, well, I mean, no, I mean like the the Warriors. They lost. The Warriors beat them. They beat themselves against the the Blazers. But right. I mean, that was a fan. I, I I don't think we really knew what to expect out of this team on that road trip. No, I I I think we when you were you yeah, were hosting, we, we, we talked, talked about, about it. I'm like Golden State. That's a loss. We both and, agreed on Golden State. You said Portland. I said we could have won that game. And unfortunately. We lost it. Yeah, yeah. But again, we lost to ourselves. Yeah. yeah. Beat ourselves, yeah. Anyways, the Bulls are going to be very interesting uh, this coming uh, season. Watch out for C-Red. Oh, let's see what they do uh, for the trade deadline. I mean, I think that is going to be interesting. That they're going to add a small piece. My, my, oh, it's not a big piece. My, my big fear is an injury. Yeah. Because I'm looking at the way that Zach plays and DeMar plays and Alonzo Ball plays. Yeah. I'm, I mean, like, this is the most exciting Bulls team we've seen in a long time. And I'm just worried about, like, them getting hurt that. somewhere. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. Whoa. Uh, yeah, when it comes to, that. yeah, when it comes to injuries, I think they, they'll drop from a three or four seed down to an eight seed if they have an, a significant injury. Well, you got to remember, you just got Kobe White to, uh, back, too. Yeah. And, 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 I'm not a big fan right now. Well, but what I'm saying is that he's a bunch player. And don't forget, they didn't have to play against LeBron either. And you know what's funny is that what did I, when Mike was here, what did I say? You got to attack the big guys and get them out the game. Yeah. And yeah. what'd they do? To attack the big guy and get out the game. So it's like someone's listening. Well, that was key when they're playing against Anthony Davis. They were giving him a lot of yep. contact and stuff. And what did he do? He hates contact. Yeah. He hates contact. Yeah, exactly. Marshmallow man. Stop. Oh. Not my gumdrop button. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right, G, what's up with the Chicago Red Stars? Man, the Red Stars. What can I say? It it hurt. <laughs> say what's, say, say what's on the paper there. It hurt. It hurt. <laughs> so the NWSL's youngest team is now its champion. The Washington Spirit captured their first NWSL championship on Saturday with a 2-1 to win in an extra time over the Chicago Red Stars, finishing a turbulent season on the highest of notes. Washington had the upper hand for much of the match, but Chicago was the first team on the board with a goal from Rachel Hill, which was a beautiful goal, in the fifth minute of stoppage time in the first half. Mm-hmm. The Spirit responded with an absolutely dominant second half, um, outshooting the Red Stars 15-1. There was a beautiful pass by um, uh, Rodman, who set up that... that um, Rodman's daughter. Yeah, De- Dennis Rodman's daughter, who set up that, that, that go-ahead. But yeah, it was the overtime, you know, in the overtime when they played that, the extra time that they got that extra goal in that just kind of, you know, it, it, it was rough. And we lost. They they took over players. ball control. Yes. They took over ball yeah. control and they looked like the more experienced and the more uh, energetic team. 
And that's that's what really hurt them. And that's how you get a 15-1 differential in shots. Well, if you notice, they were being dominant and they were passing the ball properly and they were doing everything by the book that they, I mean, there was just, there's nothing we could have done at that. Washington has been a better team, the best team in, in the league the entire year. You got Chicago who got hot at the end and got in. Just like just, this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Just like this guy. And, and again, I was, and, I, I literally we was, down I was, good I literally had my button on the text uh, and I was like, when they were up 1-0, I'm like, all right, Eddie. I was going to say, Eddie gets a graphic uh, ready. <laughs> uh, but I didn't want to spoil it. And I'm like, yeah. no, don't do that. Yeah. So I erased it. Don't I'm like, I'll wait. Right, I don't want to jinx it. it. And they ended up losing anyways. But congratulations to Chicago Red Stars for an outstanding season. Yeah, it's just, you know what it does? Is it sets it up for the next couple seasons. We're going to have a great team yep. once we get our big three back. Because we had three key players that right. were out, uh, including our goalie. So, I mean, next year. They're more exciting than the year. Chicago Fire. And the Chicago Fire has been existing for 20 years. True. Yeah. That's what they're, I think that, that whole league is young. It's only like a 10-year-old league or whatever it is. Yeah. The, the oh, yeah. They're all young. So, yeah. All right, fans. We'll be right back with some Bears football after a word from our sponsor. Let's do that soccer. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. We all know that 2020 was no joke, and with an ever-changing world climate, many people are looking for a new opportunity. Guys, are you looking for a career that rewards effort and makes you feel valued as a team member? Let me tell you a little about our friends at ACSI. ACSI is a certified RCN business agent. They provide the same RCN services with a personalized touch. Their sales and technician teams work hand-in-hand, ensuring your experience will be smooth and pleasant. Gone are the days of being transferred from one person to the next. At ACSI, they handle everything from start to finish. It's never been so easy to get internet service. ACSI is a growing Chicagoland company that encourages personal growth and rewards perseverance. As they expand, they're looking for passionate, responsible, and honest professionals to join their team. A career with ACSI means you'll be part of a hardworking, flexible, and dynamic team that is a leader in the installation of cable and internet services in the Chicagoland area. Best of all, ACSI was awarded HACIA's 2020 Contractor of the Year Award. Are you ready to grow with a local Chicago company on the rise? Check out acsi.tech and click on careers to get started. That's acsi.tech and click on careers. Welcome back to the TCSF podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah. Are you ready for some football? I hope so. I am. I don't know about the Bears. (laughs) This is Three and Out. So, E, what's going on with your beloved Bears? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Take a swig. Take a swig. I think everybody needs a drink after that one. Mm-hmm. I need several. All right. Despite a second-half push led by backup quarterback Andy Dalton, the Bears still lost to the Baltimore Ravens 13-16. to Shortly before game time, it was announced that Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson had been ruled out due to a non-COVID illness. We all thought he was going to play because it's just an illness, but I guess there was no flu game for him. Uh, This seemed to be a prime opportunity for the Bears to take advantage of a team ravaged with injuries. Like I said before, they're probably on their seventh string uh, running back at this point. They just released... um, uh, Le'Veon Bell, you know what I mean? So uh, they've been moving back and forth with that running back stuff. But unfortunately, Justin Fields looked like a rookie making several mistakes, including his league-leading ninth 
ninth, nine, nine, nine. ninth fumble on the year. Matt Nagy spoke shortly after the game. Um, compliment uh, the Ravens for playing hard and finishing that game with the win. For us, obviously, it's unfortunate uh, to, to to lose the game the way we did um, back-to-back weeks like that. Uh, the guys are uh, battling, but in the end, we're not finishing. You know? Yeah, near the end of the first half, Justin Fields left the game with a rib injury, and Andy Dalton stepped in and quickly led the Bears down the field for their first score of the game with a long drive capped by a Darnell Mooney touchdown. Andy spoke about the adversity he's faced after coming to the Bears. Yeah, I've been through a lot. There's a lot that's gone on um, from starting the year to the injury to uh, to not playing. And, you know, that's one of those things that lean on my faith. And I knew that God had me here in Chicago for a reason. Whoa. God brought you here? I mean... The only time you want to hear about God is when you're watching Blues Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a feeling Andy's God might not like him that much. Just the way, you know, if that's the if that's the case. Jesus. Exactly. Fucking gingers. Uh, <laughs> uh, Andy Dalton also spoke about uh, uh, having to prep for a short week and the possibility of him starting on Thanksgiving versus the Lions. I prepare the same way I've prepared this whole year. And so, um, you know, if I'm starting, I'll, I'll be ready to go. I mean, I, I've, everybody gets a Thursday game. Everybody's got to uh, have, have the quick turnaround. I think that's the that's the big message for, for this team is you can't let this game affect Thursday. And so we got to move forward. we got to get ready to go and, uh, and enjoy the game on Thanksgiving. So, yeah, I mean, this was literally the second consecutive games uh, game where the Bears came back to take the lead late in the game, mm-hmm. only to lose in the final moments due to just absolute shit defense. I mean, how do you let – this is the exact same thing that happened versus the Steelers. You finally get up in that game. Yep. You finally get up in that game. Right. And your defense is like, no, nah, I'm cool. No, no, no. Let him march. Let him march. You go. You go. No, you no, you no, you can go. If this is the equivalent of like two people at an intersection arguing about who should go first. No, you no, you can go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. You, you no, you go <laughs> fuck out of here. <laughs> I mean, come on. Look, look. The, the, one of the things that's going on with them is a lot of injuries right now. This right. Th- this week they announced that Cleo Mack is out for the season due to a foot injury that will require surgery. Uh, he joins Danny Trevathan on the IR, who's done for the year as well. Jeez. He was actually on the IR earlier. They brought him back, and because yeah. this is a second stint, he is no longer allowed to come back. Uh, they were also missing uh, Hakeem Hicks. Eddie Jackson and also A-Rob, Allen Robinson, was out. Uh, so now with the Justin Fields injury, this team is basically the walking dead. I mean, come on. I, I never watched that show, but I'm pretty sure that's not a good thing. Jack, no, that's all. not at all. <laughs> not at all. So oddly enough, the one big bright shining star has been Robert Quinn. And like I said, maybe he was... Um, Influenced by his sister's performance in the Olympics, uh, he has been contributing where no one else really has. He had another three and a half sacks uh, today, and now he has ten sacks on the year. Yeah, him and Roquan Swift have been the bright spot in this Bears team all year, showing up consistently. Run, running game too. Yeah, yeah, running yeah. game. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, but when it's used, about, right. we only have what fourteen carries this game. I mean, look, you look at the way that they've been running, and and we have seen definite definite progression. On the offensive line, we saw Larry Borum. We, we saw a couple of bad calls against him today too, but Again, he's a rookie. Yeah. But I yep. mean, like young guy. 
Um, Justin Fields only threw 11 times, completing right. four, only 79 yards. Uh, Andy Dalton ended up with uh, 11 for 23 with 201 yards and two touchdowns. And again, that was just in the one half of football, basically, because right. he, you know, he came in later. Um, yeah, I mean, Montgomery, uh, 14 carries, 58 yards. Uh, Justin Fields uh, rushed four times for 23 yards. Uh, Khalil Herbert only had one carry, and Jakeem uh, Grant, which is their punt returner, had one carry, which is weird. Um, <laughs> Mooney, again, bright spot, five oh, yeah. receptions, 121 yards, Number okay, one. and a touchdown. And also Marquise Goodwin, four, uh, four receptions, 104 yards, and a touchdown. Jimmy Graham with two uh, receptions as well. Uh, Komet, Montgomery, Grant, and Demir Bird also had a catch. So... It, Look, it, it was weird. it was really weird because that first half, Darnell Moody had no catches because he was you yeah. know he was being defended by the num- uh, now he's the number one one so he's getting defended you know with the best defender out there. Goodwin couldn't catch anything in the first half either. Graham he came but, out he came out of nowhere. Where did he show up? He, this this is the thing is that Justin Fields is playing like a rookie. Yeah. Now but we knew that he was gonna make mistakes. So here look. The Bears gonna play the Lions again on Thursday, just like on Thanksgiving, just like yeah. they did last year, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm gonna propose a question to you, and I want your fresh, clean perspective, no bias, All one right. way or the other. Okay. Now, despite the rib, rib injury, I think right now we're seeing the reason why so many fans were clamoring for Fields to sit and learn on the bench, right? Yep. After today's absolute shit show of the first half and seeing how Dalton looked when he did come in. Would you still start Fields if he's healthy, or do you go with Dalton on Thursday? Everything we've been, we've been saying for the past couple of weeks since uh, he he became on the, he came on the field is that you got to put the kid in there, let him get his lumps in, and let him learn. So we got to stick with that uh, that agenda there. If you remember, I said from the beginning, I think Dalton should start, and they should have brought Fields in later. I think Dalton should start this one. Um, give. Give Fields a chance to heal up a little bit because he's been taking a lot of hits over the last couple of games. He hasn't been getting the calls that he should have been getting, and he's been getting wrecked. Yeah, but if he's healthy, so you're talking about if, if Fields is healthy, there's no issue for him to start. start. I'm sorry, I've had bruised ribs. Even if you're healthy, you're oh, not I healthy. know I've cracked the rib. It takes forever. Yeah. So and again, we don't know what the what the prognosis is. We'll find out and, Monday afternoon. And let's not forget, Jared Goff did not play today for the Lions, right? Because he was out, and they have not won a game. Did they didn't win again? I don't think they won. It's the Lions. Stay with this Lions, but. Here, are we at the point in the season where we don't care if they win or not? Yeah, definitely. Because here's the thing: they win this game like they should have. They should have won the last game too. Right? They're still in the playoff hunt. They were. You got a four day turnaround. Andy Dalton knows what it's like to go ahead and and win or play a four game turnaround. And he's healthy. He's familiar with the Ravens, so he was out. Even played a. Uh, he played them last year with the Cowboys, so right. he had their number. Right. They should have won this fucking game. They should have won the Steelers game, except for all those those stupid uh, penalties. Uh, penalties. The penalties, from the, you know, that was bullshit too. There was yeah. a cu- there was a couple of bad calls in today's game too. There, yeah, there was a like a PI call, which wasn't really a PI call. Yeah. That was a bull. It was maybe a holding call um, where where someone got a jersey tug, and we're like, what the fuck? I, I just the the refs have been bad this year. They've been Across really bad. The board. They've been really bad. The thing is that nothing happens. The they just Bears, get that report and nothing happens. The problem is the Bears can't overcome that. We we you should never let the refs decide, decide the game. outcome of the game. And the Bears are not a good enough team to overcome that. So funny stat: the first quarter there was no penalties called whatsoever because people were like, "Oh my god, you know, we can't call any penalties after that horrible game last year because they got scrutinized for that." But then when they started making the calls, they were horrible. I mean, atrocious calls. Yeah, I mean, so you started them. E? 
if if I want them to win, I'm starting Andy Dalton. I'm yeah. sorry. If you want them to win, I want. But I mean, like, how? But if the season's lost already, why what, not that, give the kids the experience? Because what are you doing? All you're doing is getting up. You're putting him out there to get his ass beat again. Yeah, you're gonna get him hurt every even more. fucking week. He's getting his ass beat. I agree. He has agree. nine fumbles in the season. Well, let's he, say he has a cracked rib, right? Right now, let's just say yeah, he well, does. Hopefully, you, he doesn't. But if you, you put shut him, him down. out there, no, if he has a crack, there, no, if he has a crack, you should. No, no. If he has a cracked rib or a bruised rib, shut him down. Just shut him down for the rest of the year because there's no purpose of having a long-term injury. Exactly. Now, if he's healthy, let him get his lumps in. Here, let him get- here's the thing. Here's the thing. If your GM and your head coach were competent, well, that's that's, a <laughs> that's whole another story. That's a different show. I don't have enough time. <laughs> I think we, we don't even have enough tape to record no. the show that long. Yeah, that's how no, you're old. But... <laughs> We've 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 sat here and we've thought about the fact that Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy might be already safe for next year, and the caveat being that yes, he was a rookie. Look at the flashes he showed. Blah blah blah. Whatever. If they go out there and they put Justin Fields out there, healthy or not, and he loses to the fucking Lions, the winless Lions. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if they won to get them. I'll still call them winless. No, they, they, they lost uh, thirteen to ten to okay. uh, Cleveland. Cleveland. Yeah, Cleveland. But you know what I mean? Like, you, you don't come back from that. You no. don't come back from that. That's embar- That's the most embarrassing thing that you could possibly do on Thanksgiving with the whole country, country yeah. watching. You're going to make people throw up their fucking stuffing, man. I mean, I'm going to throw it up anyways because I don't eat that shit. But um, oh, I, get I would, the fuck out of here. I don't you hate don't it. eat stuffing? I delicious. don't like stuffing. I fucking don't like stuffing. That's okay. It's delicious. Yes, you can stuff something up. Um, you, you motherfucker, <laughs> you grimy motherfucker. That's right. I don't that's trust right. you for shit. That's all right. That's all right. That's the most American impossible thing you could eat is stuffing. You, Mm-mm. I should have saved that one for stirring the pot. Yeah, well, well. yeah. Too late now. I know, but I only know I can't trust you for the rest of your show. That's so okay. That's, that's all right. That's gonna go. I'm good at stuffing, not eating the stuffing. Mm. <laughs> oh, all right, all right. Another show we don't have enough time for. <laughs> Woo. All right. So, predictions. Uh, I, I hope they win. I hope they win thirteen to ten. I, I'm gonna say Dalton starts, and I'm gonna say. 24-21. Whoa. Wow, that's a lot of points. I, hey, I, I got Dalton hey, starting. Have you seen our defense? In the fourth in the fourth quarter. That's the problem. And, and well, that's the problem all, is that they've been all, solid. Yeah. No, they've been solid for the whole game, except for like the except last the two minutes quarter, of the yeah. game. And they're like, nah, I'm good. I don't want to play no more. Yeah. And then what it's a stupid rule in the NFL during the term the two minute warning. Yeah, that there was some yeah. Yeah, right, yeah that yeah. you know, as if if your offense subs um you have to, you, usually you have to let the defense up. Yes, and they, yes, yes. They they don't. You don't have to allow the defense to sub. And yeah. that, and the Bears got caught like that too. Yeah, and I, yeah I, I. That's yeah. that was that's stupid. That's again not knowing the what the rules are, not knowing your but personnel. No, but I mean, stuff. but you you're trying to sub your players out. This is a normal thing. And yeah. the Ravens they took like, advantage. Gotcha, yeah, gotcha, bitch. Yeah. Like, that's what happened. <laughs> so look, hey, um, I'm going seventeen six Bears. Six yeah. holding them to six. Yeah. I mean, no, again, no, this no is no touchdown whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, okay. look, it's a it, this is not a good team. And, and if if they learn anything, I mean, again, it's a four. You only got a four day break. I think uh, Andy Dalton starts, and I think they do whatever they can to beat this team. A division rival who hasn't won shit. 
you gotta you be. Got, you gotta beat them. You, you gotta be, be careful. You gotta be careful. But the Lions have been in a lot of these games where they just give it up at the end. You know, hundred percent. You know, that's six. How, that's how they lost to the Ravens. Well, that's how they tied with the fucking Steelers. That's how the Bears are playing too, though. Exactly. I, well, yeah. Six, look at 16 and 15, 26, 20, 27, 17, 41, 33. I mean, besides that that Packer game when they got blown out, Ravens 17, 19. Bears 24-14. I mean, they're in the game. 17-19 to the, the Vikings. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're in, in all these games. Hey. I'm set the Eagles. 44-6. Yeah, Jesus hey, Christ. At least at least the Packers lost today. That's true. To the Vikings. So today's Vikings, a yeah. good day. Today's, today's a, good a good day. day. Yeah, <laughs> except for all the other bullshit. But. Anyway. All right, y'all. We'll be right back. Uh, and we will have former White Sox player, Yomer Sanchez. Oh yeah, this is weird. What, what this? Who who wrote this? I didn't write this. I wrote that. Okay, that's why it's all fucked up. All right, y'all. We're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back. We're gonna talk to former White Sox Gold Glover Yomer Sanchez. Ladies and gentlemen, today's guest is the 2019 Gold Glove winner at second base for the American League, formerly of the Chicago White Sox and Baltimore Orioles. Please welcome in Yomer Sanchez. That's right. Thank you, Yomer, for joining us. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Uh, Thank you for the opportunity. Absolutely, man. Hey, man, how you been, man? Baseball's uh, season's over. What you been doing with yourself? I uh, just enjoy time with the family, you know, and uh, uh, try to work out and get in shape for the next season. You know, uh, enjoy time with my kid. I got two boys, wow. and uh, you know, try to do some business too outside of baseball. Okay, all right. Yeah, so I mean, wh- tell us a little bit about your family. I mean, what did your parents do for a living when you were growing up? Well, my my dad is a uh, military. He was a military back in Venezuela. Okay. And my mom was a uh, uh, she was at home all the time with us, you know, take us to school, practice, baseball, and everything. So she had the hard job. Yes, she had, <laughs> she had the hard job. <laughs> so, what was it like growing up in Venezuela? Tell us about your um, about growing up there and then your transition to the, to the United States. Yeah, I mean, the transition was uh, hard because when I get here, I got zero, zero English on me, you know, nothing. And, you know, learn about everything, about everything. And it was hard, but uh, I have a really good friend. They, they help me. They help me with the, how everything goes here. Uh, they teach me how, how, how everything I know about business, about baseball. Uh, come from Venezuela, it's totally, totally different. You know, so when I get here, I have to, I have to learn everything, but I got a good friend. They they help me. Oh, that that's great. That's great. Um, so, who did you already have someone that you knew here in the states when you came? Did you already know somebody here? No, no, not really. But you know, as a as a Venezuelan, when you when you see a kid with uh, nineteen years old, eighteen years old, you just try to help him. So that's what I what I get from from a couple guys from Venezuela. Okay, uh, it was uh, uh, when I get here, I. I met with Miguel Gonzalez, which is, he's a bullpen coach right now. Okay. Uh, bullpen catcher. 
for the White Sox. Okay. And he helped me a lot. Gregory Infantes and uh, Hector Jimenez, Ray Olmedo. They helped me a lot. So, so Yomer, how did you get started playing baseball? Uh, my mom and my dad always told me that that was my my passion. I started playing baseball uh, when I was three and a half years old. Oh, wow. And wow. I never stopped. And so, yeah, so pretty much my 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 whole life is being baseball. And one of the things, I, I posed a, a picture like a long time ago. But I, when I started playing, I was so young that I cannot like playing the real game with my with the team that I was practicing. <laughs> and so my dad went to get a uniform for me and he get a White Sox uniform. Oh, wow. wow. That was my first, yeah, that was my first ever uniform. And, it was destiny. You know, I ended up signing with the White Sox and play a professional baseball player with the team. So it's pretty cool. That's awesome foreshadowing right there. Did you have any other family members who played baseball? No, my my I got uh, my brother. He played little league, and I got a couple cousins that they play ball professional. Now I'm the the first one in the family. Okay. Wow. So tell us. Yeah, I got a I got a I got a cousin that he signed with the uh, with the Yankees like two month two months ago. Oh wow! Okay. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm the first, and he's gonna be the second one. That's couple. beautiful. Awesome. Hey, tell us tell us about playing in the uh, Dominican Summer Leagues and tell us how that compares to like the uh, major leagues, um, the, the MLB minor leagues. Uh, I mean, playing in, in Dominican is, uh, you know, I, I that was the first time I get I get out of my house, uh, out of my home without my parents. And it, and it's, it, it was hard. I was uh, 16, almost 17 when I signed. Okay. And, you know, you just have to fly. Uh, without your parents and you just try to adapt and learn learn about life learn how to protect yourself but uh, do the right thing uh, but when you play in Dominican you don't have to rent apartment house because they have a complex over there they, mm. uh, they give you everything they got bed food so you just, you just go over there and play baseball but you spend I think like three months over there so you have to learn a lot of things but like I say, uh, since I get uh, in professional baseball with the White Sox, I have a really good uh, coaches, staff, uh, teammates. They, they they help me to to get better in every aspect. So it was it was easier when you find people like that. Definitely. So we know your your very first uniform was a White Sox uniform. Okay, so I feel like yeah. this might be a little bit of foreshadowing, like like our boy said here. But you know, what is your favorite city to play in? Favorite city? I think I I only play with the well, White Sox and big leagues. I don't. I, I play a little bit with uh, Brave and been training with San Francisco and Baltimore. But I think uh, big league. Uh, I think you your home. Home ballpark is the best, you know. You have the fans uh, cheering for mm -hmm. you for your team, and I think I that's that's special, you know. Play at home, and that for me is the best. The best city is playing in, in, in your home ballpark. Okay, well, so so what what city? I mean, uh, you think about all the the when you went on the road, which city had your favorite oh, when, food? When you went on the road, is you know, I think it, every ballpark is special, you know. You you have you have the, the opportunity to to play in, in a lot of ballparks, but I think up. Uh, uh, Boston is one of the best. Mm, Boston, yeah. Uh, Yankees, just just because like the the history and the fans, they get really get into the the the, the game, 
and you know a, a loud really loud so i like that that energy that 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 make me like that keep me going so is it really it's really fun to play in boston in, in Yeah, in I mean, New York. yeah, that uh, makes sense. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah, historic ballparks. Yeah. So I had I had something that I, I I saw your career go you know from the minor leagues to the White Sox and something that that really um, that grabbed my attention is when you changed your name from Carlos Carlos to Yomer. I was like, all right, Carlos, Carlos Sanchez is playing second base, and then the next year it's Yomer Sanchez. I was like, wait, did we get a new guy? What What's the story about changing your name? Uh so I got. When I get here, I think Carlos it was easier to to pronounce okay. uh, than Yolmer. So everybody called me Carlos in like day one when I get here in the United States. So that year, a I came to spring training and they asked me, "Hey, what name do you, uh, you want to use?" I don't know why they asked me, but I said I want to go with my first name because mm-hmm. I got five names and <laughs> you know, a lot of people don't know that. But, <laughs> I got five five names, so I said, okay, we're gonna go with Yomer, so that's why now Yomer Sanchez. That, that, I mean, that's kind of like Mike Stanton, where he's Giancarlo Stanton, but when he first came into the league, he was known as Mike Stanton when he right. first came up. So, I mean, I think that maybe just to get a little bit of uh, recognition and be like, hey, wait a minute, just so y'all know, that was just for you. My real name is this. So I, yeah. I, I totally get that, just to kind of make people more comfortable with like understanding and how to say it and things like that. Yeah, yeah but so, so for for you guys, so my full name is Yolmer Carlos Javier Sanchez Yanis. Oh, wow. Okay, keeps going. Don't know about Yanis. I didn't know about the Yanis. Yeah, because <laughs> in Venezuela it's kind of well, in, in Venezuela, Venezuela is kind of normal to have like two first names and two last names. So oh. your your dad last name, your mom last name. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but. It, what is not normal is to have three first names, two last names. <laughs> so on that note, uh, I, I have an interesting uh, question for you too. What's the story behind the dumping of the cooler on yourself? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, I don't know. That just you know that just happened. I, I never I never planned it. I never like oh if it, this happened I'm gonna do this. No, this just I remember Trey Dawson, which is a great guy. Uh, he the the he the homer and. You know, I grab the cooler, just think about throw it on him. And when I get into the line, I just, I, it just happened. <laughs> it just, just happened. And, you know, a lot of people know me just not because I play baseball, it's because of the Gatorade. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was watching a clip from, I think it was 2018. It was a rain delay and you were on the field swimming and then it was yeah. raining really hard, and then you grabbed a cooler full of water and dumped it on yourself. And the and the people that were in the stadium waiting, they cheered all crazy, and you're just having a good yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that's that's something that because I always like to have fun, you know, and you know that's something that I came to my mind. And I, I think I I asked uh, Abreu Pito, mm-hmm. he was in the dog, and, and I asked, hey, can I do this? You want me to do this? And he's like, okay, go ahead, and I and I did it. Nice. <laughs> So I mean, you know, talking a little bit about your teammates, who did you get along with best in the, um, while you were on the White Sox? I mean, I, a lot of guys, a lot of great guys in that team, and uh, you know, uh, Abreu is a great guy. But I have a really good relationship in inside the the clubhouse. Uh, I got a good 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 relationship with DA because we we play uh, mm. second and short, you know. Yeah. We got a really good communication and. But they they have really good guys. 
in the team. So pretty much with everybody, everybody. Okay. Who are the three people who have been the most influential to you? Oh, I think my dad, my mom, and definitely my wife. My okay. wife awesome. uh, helped me a lot. You know, they've been, she's been teaching me a lot. And, uh, you know, changed the way that I think. You know, she helped me a lot. She, she's been a really great support for me. And, yeah, I think those, those are the three people. My dad, my mom. My dad, my mom, and my wife. That's awesome. All right, man. Yeah. And my kids, you know, I cannot leave my kids out of there. You know, uh, they, they, I think they, they are the the one they teach me the teach me the most. Yes. About life, not about not about baseball, but about life. You know how, like true love, uh, how to be patient. I have to. I try to be the best teacher for them. Everything. So I think those little person, they wait for me at home every night when I get out of. Of the ball games, uh, you know they they've been teaching me a lot. Yeah, I, I I'm with you on that because to me, like your the love of your children is the most pure love that you can have, and and I think as a parent, as you grow as a parent and your children grow, you know it's important to not only teach them what you feel like they should know in their life, but you know accept the the lessons that they teach you as well. So, I mean that, that that's a fantastic answer. I I, I love that answer, man. So, look, what what one thing in your life, either professionally or personally, what's the one thing that you're most proud of? Uh, that's a that's a good that's a good question. But uh, like I said, I think uh, uh, to be since I become a, a, a father, I that changed my life my life since day one. You know. Uh, change the way that I that I think about life. The I I have to uh, think better before I do something because those those kids look at me and they try to be like me. Especially my my oldest my oldest son. He just tried to be like me every every day. He say, Hey, Dad, I wanna be like you. I wanna be, I wanna play bigly. I wanna and I wanna do this. So uh just to be the best example for them you know i have to be careful for what i do or what i say and just to be a fighter i think it's the best best thing it happened to me okay okay it, Yomer, if, if you have to pick yeah. one you know if you have to pick one but uh, it's a, a lot of a lot of a lot of moments in my life that i'm really proud you know uh get to play in big leagues uh win a gold glove that's a lot of things that i'm really proud of myself but uh my kid is number one everything that's beautiful that's, that's awesome, beautiful that's, yeah yomer if if you weren't playing baseball what would you want to do for a living uh if i don't play in baseball well i don't know i think uh, i have a lot of a lot of ideas and especially because my wife you know she pushed she pushed me and uh you know she she don't have limits and, and right like i say right now we we start a, a real estate business you know okay. we got property and uh, that's I, I like it a lot, you know. I like it a lot, but right now it's something that really take a lot of time. But so my wife is the one that take care of the that business right now. But uh, I don't know. I would like to uh, one day be a coach, um, but minorly coach. But I, because I wanna I wanna help a kid to to get to the big leagues, uh, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, as a like as a baseball player, that I know how hard is that. So I just try to, I just want to teach them and help them to, to get to that, to that goal. So 
I think uh, minor league uh, coach will be really something that I want to do in the future. Yeah, I think all, all three of us has coached to like younger yeah. kids, and, and I to, honestly like it's definitely rewarding when you and it just it's just the same way you talk about your own kids. I mean, just to watch them develop and grow, and they do any any child that you coach becomes one of your kids yeah they do and you yeah. worry about them and you think about them and how can i help them get better day in day out so i mean that's that's a very noble thing and, and again i you know honestly like it comes all down to being a parent and, and wanting to help other children or other players and younger people as well yeah it's still in yeah your- it's, it, yeah and when and when do you see that those person that you help like a uh, go a long way you know like right. if you start a, a helping kid right now and then in the future you sit in the big league you feel proud and you feel like you do something to change their life so yes that's exactly. something that i i want to do absolutely so what's next for yomer sanchez uh i don't know you know prepare myself uh getting ready for the next season and you know uh get back to the big league that's that's what i want to do uh you know i have to make a couple adjustments and but uh i know the next year is going to be a great year and you know just working hard yomer if you could pick any team to go to what team would you go to yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh you know, you know uh, this is a business i know this is a business but uh you know i played 12 years with the white Sox, mm. and you know i Something that it, it will feel really great for me is to be to win a, a world uh, World Series with the White Sox. But if it's not, you know, I wish them the best. It, it was really hard for me to to see the how they lost against the Houston this year. Mm, yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, uh, you know, I just wanna I just wanna uh, help team to win game and, and show that I can still play in the best level and win win go uh, world champions. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, awesome. yeah awesome. that's what's up. <laughs> All right, uh, Yomer, thank you so much for being here. It was a blast, and we look forward to having you back on the show once again. We wish you all the best in the career, and I, uh, I, I'm going to keep following you because you're one of my one of my favorite players on the White Sox. Thank you, thank you, thank, thank you. you yeah, thank thanks you, for thank being you on. For the opportunity, yes, yeah. Let me know so I I can keep practicing my English. So. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. you're going to be I, you're going to be I, our Ozzy Gian. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Maybe next yeah, time you're in yeah, Chicago, so we take to, you I out have for to, food. Uh, keep practicing my English, so you know, anytime, just let me know, guys. All Absolutely. right, thank you, thank you so much, Yomer. Hey, thanks, Yomer. Thank, thank you. you so much. Okay, gracias. Lo vemos. Buena suerte. Lo vemos. Gracias. All right, y'all. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back with stirring the pot after a word from our sponsors. Hey, true Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. TRUEFAN15. For 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, percent off your entire order. Let me say it again. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order.
Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah! It's that time again, brother. Oh, boy. You know what time it is. Uh-oh. It's time for Stereo in a Pot. All right, bro. So what, you gonna, got for, what you got? You going to throw it back this year? We're going we're gonna to bring, bring it back. We're going to take it back. Way, Way back, back. Back in the time. So now, we had a discussion last year. Last year... The, during the whole month of November, we did the Thanksgiving themes, right? Right. We talked about uh, we talked just now about you uh, being just the worst person ever because you don't like stuffing. Um, you know where to stuff it. it uh, yeah, in the bird, man, in the bird, <laughs> in the bird, 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 bird. The bird is the word. There you go, right there. So I'm gonna bring it back. Cranberry sauce. Ooh, cranberry sauce. I'm gonna start with Z. Man, look, you your I stuff. I gave you a whole year. Your stuffing, I gave and it. your cranberry. You can shove it where the sun don't fucking shine. That's where you can put it. Ain't nobody in a shit. G, I, G, I, 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 look, you're, you're done. You're, hey, hey, to quote Abby, you're done. Z, <laughs> G. <laughs> G, I have to disagree with you, bro. That's okay. I love stuffing, homemade stuffing, stove top stuffing. They're both good. Cranberry sauce, though, there's only one acceptable cranberry sauce, and it comes in a can. So, so to make this clear, Z, no stuffing, no cranberry. No. G, stuffing cranberry. Yep. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. That's motherfucking right. Once again, I am in the majority because even when I'm alone, I am right. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, I am absolutely correct. Not you are absolutely correct. He, I am he's absolutely happy correct. he's got he's got friends in his top eight again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be invading my space. The fuck out of here. And one of them is in Tom. Oh boy. <laughs> I think that guy's creeping around on Facebook too. I think Ugh. I've seen him post a couple times. Anyway, so now that we know I'm correct, that means that all is right in the world. <laughs> Once again, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you're welcome. Let me ask you guys a question. Before we go, what you looking at? What are you watching that isn't sports? So I caught up on some Marvel uh, since it got released. I uh, yeah. The Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi, Ten Rings, uh, Story of the Ten Rings. It was phenomenal, dude. It had a, its own original story. It did touch base with what the Marvel Universe is doing and okay. what they're going to do okay. and how the Ten Rings are going to affect the universe going forward. Um, highly recommend it and uh, watch the extra scenes at the end as well. And I watched uh, Black Widow, which I've been kind of procrastinating on because I didn't think it was going to be that good. It was decent. Um, and it also sets up the... Uh, next chapter for the new Black Widow. If you haven't watched it, then you know uh, whatever. I just spoiled it for you. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched it, but okay, okay. Well, welcome to the club. Yeah, there Carter. you go. Thank you, sir. <laughs> All right, Jack Gunter, what you been watching? So I also went Marvel themed with uh, Hit Monkey, which is on Hulu. It's oh boy, a brand new uh, animated show. Oh, it's a shit. little more adult, but it's great. It's uh, based on a character that was seen in Deadpool before, and. Great show so far. Um, Jason Sudeikis is in it. Olivia Munn. Okay. George Takai. I'm in. I'm in. So yeah, yeah. Definitely I'm in. you should check it out. Um, and the other thing I started watching, which for me it's kind of a big deal, is the live action Cowboy Bebop, which is on Netflix. Yep. Uh, Cowboy Bebop was one of my favorite animes growing up. Uh, I used to watch the heck out of it. I think I've seen it like maybe 10 times. But the live action is pretty good. It's nice to see uh, John Cho, who played uh, Harold mm. on Harold and Kumar, yep. mm. as the lead character. Um, so far, I'm loving it. The scenes are shot beautifully. I'm liking the story. They, they made some changes, but, you know, they're not bad. Okay. 
So you, definitely check that out. You know, what's funny is that you you mentioned Harold and Kumar, and, and I don't think we mentioned it on the show before, but Cal Penn, not too long ago, he actually came out yep. and he revealed that he he was he's been dating his his uh, his husband or soon to be husband for like eleven years. Yeah, you know what I mean. So after all that very misogynistic stuff that he had going on with the uh, you know the the no pants party versus you know the <laughs> topless party, it's a bottomless party, all that stuff. So I mean, like, hey, I, I, be you, baby. Yeah. Hey, listen, I've been watching or I watched. A great movie that a lot of people I've seen sprinklings of people watch, but not a ton. What the hell is this shit playing quick draw games when my ass is getting shot at? Hey, hey, you got your lucky coin, don't you? Grow up, Jim. This hey. is real grown man shit. We can die. But we're not gonna die. Stop lightning with the blam lambs. Admit it. I absolutely love that. It's from The Harder They Fall on Netflix. It has a ton, a ton of stars in this movie. Idris Elba, Regina King is in this, Jonathan Majors, um, Lakeith Stanfield. I mean, there is so many people in this movie. It is fantastic. Um, the, the story itself is not historically accurate, but according to the beginning of the movie, at least, um, all of these people actually existed. So basically, oh, wow. you think about like the Wild West, but for black folks. And I mean, I don't think we what? think about that. Yeah, there was black folks in the Wild West? Apparently. Apparently. And I... And I honestly, I, and, I, and I mean this in all sincerity, I don't think we think about black cowboys. They no. don't. You, you don't. don't. You know what I mean? Because our history is whitewashed. Oh, 100%. 100%. So, I mean, look. See, they're whitewashed. Yeah. Yeah. Smart. Yeah. Hey, nice. Delroy Lindo was in this. Oh, he was yes. He was awesome. Damon Williams Jr. was in this. Dion Cole was in Look, this was uh, super entertaining. It reminded me uh, certain aspects of, like, Django Unchained. Yes. Okay. A lot of, like, just blood, like, just guts. I mean, like, it was Tarantino -like. just. Tarantino-like. Sp yeah, spaghetti western all the way right up my alley. I, I had a blast watch. I'm going to go watch it again. Um, one other thing that I've actually been doing in and I wasn't real big on it when it first came out. Was uh, but Halo? I've been playing Halo on Xbox, man. Um, they oh, came the out with the Halo. You have a lot of time, sir. The Halo Infinite. I mean, <laughs> no, right? I wish I. Had. Well, where'd you get all this time from? Uh, what for a two-hour movie? Are you serious? No, no, no. no, no, no. no the Halo for, for video games. <laughs> yeah, I play. I play like I usually play zombie games, but I played maybe an hour of of Halo because because I got the Game Pass. I got the Game Pass, so it's like, what, 40 bucks every three months, and they just keep uploading new You're games fancy. and stuff like that? Very fancy. I still have a PlayStation 3. <laughs> well, that's on you. That's on you. I mean, I, look, like I said, I'm not a hardcore gamer like that where I'm like, I, I'm not one of these kids. I'm like, oh, my God, I've been waiting for this game to come out for so long. No, I was like, but hey, I, I was like, oh, shit, Halo's on here. Yeah. I just, and, and they're introducing Cloud. The, where you don't have to actually download the game. So I was like, you know what? Let me fuck with this. And I was like, I don't even like PvP games, but I'm having way too much fun with this shit. So I, I probably like, I play, played for about an hour. But I mean, I, I think it's cool they brought back uh, one of the original games. You know, it, it's just it's just fun. It's one of those things you can jump in, play for a little while, and jump out. I'm not playing these long story games and shit like that. So gotcha, gotcha. You know what I mean? That that's a big difference. But uh, but yeah, man. Hey. It's Thanksgiving, fellas. Mm -hmm. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family and everyone you're associated with. And look, I hope everyone that listens and 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 all of our friends and families and our sponsors and and uh, our friends and our guests. I hope you all have a beautiful Thanksgiving with your families and uh, try not to break anyone's neck trying to get that uh, you know three dollar TV on Black Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Wait for Cyber Monday, and uh, it's not what you think. Cyber is a whole different meaning these days. Oh yeah. yeah, now it is. <laughs> Big time. 
All right, y'all, that is it for today. Thank you so much for listening. A huge thank you to today's guest, former Gold Glover, Yomer Sanchez. It was great to have him on, and we look forward to having him on again. A big thank you to our sponsors, 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, ACSI, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to gritclothingco.com and get your official TCSF podcast T-shirts. They'll be ready in time for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Search for keyword True Chicago and use our promo code TrueFan15 to check out for 15% off of your entire order. That is TrueFan15. Go and get your shirts right now. Right now. Don't forget to visit our friends over at acsi.tech and go get you some money. Check out the career section and start to start an exciting new career in the communications industry. Go to acsi.tech. That's acsi.tech and click on careers to apply today. Shout out to our friends at the Some of This and Some of That podcast. Uh, New episodes are available on all major platforms. And don't forget to check out the Shine Native Radio Podcast, uh, also available on all major platforms. Mike Logic, Ideal, and Throw MC talk about sports, movies, and all types of ill shit. Go and check them out right now. And don't forget, Mike Logic's uh, new album, as I was saying, is coming out this week. He's going to have a billboard. He's going to have his release party. So make sure you go over to MikeLogic.BandCap.com. Go check out that brand new album. And also, Happy birthday, you fucking turkey. His birthday is on Thanksgiving. How that happened, I don't know. But that couldn't be any more perfect. That couldn't be any more perfect. So happy birthday to our homie, Mike Logic. Uh, I think he'll be back uh, soon. He'll be back. Hopefully next week. Soon. Yeah, Hopefully. talking some more shit. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Ronesh and shout out to Panic for uh, the beats we played on today's show. And, and Mike Logic. And Mike Logic. Yeah. Those, are, those are not his beats. Oh, those are not his beats. He doesn't make beats. He's a rapper. He's a rapper. So those are beats that were given to him from his album. Oh. Oh, see? See how that works? See how that works? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, That's why she, I stay in my lane. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this, hey, this is my part. Yeah. <laughs> That's why it's a haunted blue. Never mind. Mm, all right. Carry yeah. on. Shout out to Ronesh, Panic, and also Serious Beats for the beats we play on today's show. Check out paniconthebeat.com for all your moment merch and gear. And don't forget to check out PRODBySerious.com. That's PRODBySerious.com. Check out all the Serious Beats music. Don't forget to check us out on social media. You can find us at True Shy Fans on Twitter, at True CHI Fans on Twitter and on TikTok. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, and reach out to us uh, on our DMs. Hit us up. Tell us about your stirring the pot ideas, your movie recommendations, all that good shit, and tell us what you think about the show. You can also reach us at True Chicago Sports Fans at gmail.com. All right, y'all, before we get out of here, we want to pay tribute to Art LaFleur, the actor who was best known for playing Babe Ruth in The Sandlot. He died after a 10-year battle with atypical Parkinson's, according to his wife, Shelly. He was 78 years old. Remember, kid, there's heroes and there's legends. Heroes get remembered, but legends never die. Follow your heart, kid. You never go wrong. Rest in peace, sir. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. All right, y'all. For Gigantor and Big Z, this is E-Rock. We'll see you next week for episode 73. Until then, be good to each other. For the love of sports. For the love of sports. Happy Thanksgiving, bro. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Happy Turkey Day. Turkey, Turkey. A few moments later. I got a muscle for you. (laughs) Well, it's a good thing we just recorded that. (laughs) (laughs) 
Whoops. Yeah, it's going in the bank. Oh, my goodness! Didn't see that coming! I'm diddly <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, hot mic, baby. Hot, hot mic. mic. All right. You have a lot of incest. That's real. Shut your mouth. Lover boy. Nature versus nurture, Lodge. Nature always wins. I think he's on steroids. Hasta luego, amigos. Show's over, show's over, show's over.